0: Save me. When we say that, as Catholics, we're not saying it like some people would say, you know, God wants to save my soul. The truth is, God wants to save me. All of me. And we see both the physical and spiritual at work in God's plan of salvation today because the, the human person is both physical but also wholly spiritual. And, and I, I think it's actually worth kind of lingering on that point a little bit because we see kind of two extremes today. There are some people that say all that we have is the physical. All that we have is what we can measure Um, That there's no such thing as spiritual realities. Um, But that's not true. Um, You know, you you can't see friendship under a microscope, but it exists. You can't see, um, you can't tell what's right and wrong under a microscope. Um, That what we do physically affects us spiritually. How come when someone wrongs us physically... Why does it hurt us so deeply spiritually? Why is it that when I use my body not in accord with its dignity and goodness, why do I experience shame? That's a spiritual reality. And so we're not merely physical. And you know, in a positive sense, when I take care of myself physically, when I do good things with this gift I've been given, it, it actually renews my spirit, right? Well, on the other side, the other, the other extreme is to say that we're actually, we're pure spirits. That the, um, it, where you see, it reminds me of the, the movie, if you saw Pacific Rim, when like those giant robots like were fighting the sea monsters, and, yeah, okay, so. But the idea was, it was like, there was like a person inside controlling the monster, it's, it's where we get this idea of, um, I, you know, all you see is my body. You're not seeing me. That the person I am inside is not my body. I am not my body. But the truth is, Descartes was wrong. He said, I think, therefore I am. But existence is not just in my mind. I, I do not define my own existence. Does that make sense? So for uh, the young lady who has an image in her mind that her body is the wrong body type, it's not accurate. Just because we think that, just because we have that impression, it does. it may not reflect reality, that I'm not just steering, I'm not just a... A mind steering this body. I am my. I am me. Um, and what God wants to do is, He wants to bring wholeness and, and uh, to integrate my physical body and my spirituality, my soul. He wants to bring us to um, the goal is wholeness, and God wants to redeem all of me. Does that make sense? And it also it also says like. How come when someone's, like, depressed, you can see it? That what happens to us spiritually can also have an impact on us physically. And so, God intends us to be this beautiful harmony. And he gives us the physical world um, so that we can express ourselves, express me, express my soul. Um, And so... All of creation, God has given us as a gift. And he wants it to bring about our salvation. He promises Noah, he says that that I will not use this physical world to bring about your damnation. That that God, instead, he uses the physical world to bring about our salvation. So, um, my body is how I express myself. It's me, it's me. Uh, God uses the physical to help us spiritually. God uses water to cleanse us in baptism. He, gives us, he uses bread and wine to strengthen us. Th- that God, who is pure spiritual, uses the material, Jesus incarnate and in the sacraments, to save all of us. Does that make sense? That's that's what makes us Catholic. That's what makes Catholics different from other Christians is that the incarnational principle that God, purely spirit, who cannot be affected uh, or harmed, chooses to act through the material, the person of Jesus Christ, and continue to act through the, the physical, material, the sacraments, to heal and save us, body and soul. In heaven. So what part of what I'm saying there is our bodies matter. Our bodies are good. Jesus cares about our bodies. God wants to save all of us. And I, and I think there's a lot of... We could probably talk for an hour about this, but I won't. Like, like <laughs> There's a lot of unhealthiness. I think college students do. There's a lot of struggle with my body. And not finding harmony and peace. And so Jesus is the one who wants to bring us to that that harmony and peace. And so what does Jesus do? Today he goes out, it says the Spirit drives Jesus out to the desert for 40 days of hunger and physical difficulty. Interestingly, right before this, immediately like the verse before this, Jesus is baptized. And the father says, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And so it's like this great, beautiful high. Like, God is with me. God loves me. And then the next verse, somehow God leads Jesus out alone in the dryness to be hungry physically, to be tempted. God, why would you do that? Why would you leave me there all alone? Why would you afflict me? Like, I hate this, but it says in 1 Peter, Jesus put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the spirit, that while we are both physical and spiritual, that I think a lot of times we can actually forget or overlook the spiritual because we're so consumed with the physical, right? Right? I've got so much going on, I'm busy, I'm stressed, I got to go to work. There's so much going on that I lose sight that God's with me, that God made me for happiness. God made me for freedom. God made me for good relationship with my roommates. And so what does he want to do? God wants to, what, what happens when Jesus goes out there? It says the angels ministered to him. that, that at the end of the day, The spiritual realities are so important, and God wants to help us spiritually to help all of us. That when someone comes to me with an eating issue, the problem's not physical. When someone comes to me talking about harming themselves, the problem's not physical, but it involves the physical. The problem involves the whole person. And so Jesus, in these spiritual realities, coming to us through physical things, wants to bring holiness and wholeness to all of us. And so how does that happen? Interestingly, we see Jesus in the desert, feeling alone, dry, and he's tempted. So I, I want to... God wants to teach us things spiritually. Spiritually through temptation uh, St. John Chrysostom says that God tempts us for five reasons um, one he says that when I'm tempted God shows me that I've become stronger like um, like, a, like a runner in a race if I don't push myself I don't know how it, I don't know how strong I am it when you're lifting weights every now and then you max out so that I know I have become stronger But how do you measure that spiritually? Temptation. So God allows temptation to show me how strong I am, or I would say, how weak I am. Wow, I thought I was stronger than that. And when does temptation and that failure hit us the most? (laughs) Very often it's after that spiritual high. Like, things are going great, everything's fine, I've been praying and everything, bam! And I feel like a failure. Why does God allow that? Because it shows me how strong I am or how strong I'm not. It teaches me. Secondly, St. John Chrysostom says that God allows temptation because it, it keeps us humble so as to not rely on my own gifts. You know, I'm strong enough. I can go out with my friends downtown. Shoot, it happened again. So it keeps me humble. It says, man, I'm not... I can't rely on my own, my own strength is not, you know, yeah, my boyfriend and my girlfriend, like, we can hang out late at night, it's fine. Man, it humbles me and makes me more aware of where I'm actually at, which I don't need to be threatened with, because God already knows, he wants me to know. So we feel, like, threatened, like, oh, I'm a failure. God's like, you're not a failure. I love you. And I wanted to see where you're at, and I want to do it with you. Third, why are we tempted? So that the evil one knows that we're done with him, and he'll give up. Right? If we, if, when we fight off temptation and evil, eventually the evil one's like, it's not working anymore. I'm going to go pick on somebody else. Right? That's what he says. Fourth, so that through temptation we can become stronger. It's, it's, that, it's that grinding through of, like, I hate this. This is difficult. That's why, that's why we fast during Lent. That's, that's why I'm talking about this. <laughs> um, like, I, I hate sacrificing this thing. But until we're stretched, I mean, it's actually that stretching that actually that makes us stronger. And then fifth, so that through temptation, we can see what our real treasures are. That, that, that when I have everything stripped away from me, it reminds me of what I really need even to live. And so God allows this time. He gives us this time so that we can reorient ourselves to turn to those spiritual helps to help us. Um, yeah. I, I received an email this morning. Um, what does this look like in real life? An email I received this morning from a woman going through divorce. This is what she said. After many years of marriage, it is my faith that I am heavily relying on to get me through the turbulence of this divorce. So many things are changing around me, but Jesus is my rock. I cannot imagine going through this without Him in my Catholic faith. It doesn't mean that Jesus. Wasn't our rock before? But sometimes, when everything else is stripped away, it reminds me of where I really receive my strength. I want to talk to you about a person I talk about about what, once a year because uh, I think it's so powerful. On April 30th, 1975, the Vietnamese Bishop Nguyen Van Thuan was arrested by the communist government and he ended up being in prison for thirteen years and so at first the guards would come to him um, but then they realized that he was converting the guard at his door so they said we're going to uh... rotate the guards that way he can't do it well he converted all the guards <laughs> so they said we're gonna put you in solitary confinement where he spent nine years in solitary confinement where a person goes crazy We were made for relationship and when we live in isolation we we shut down and so there he is uh, alone um, hungry cold and his the faithful followers they had been kind of sneaking in uh, wine that was his medicine he needs this medicine for his stomach and in the palm of his hand with a few crumbs of bread, three drops of wine, and one drop of water, he would celebrate Mass. And he said that in the midst of that nine years, he had some of the most intimate moments of prayer in his life. That when everything else had been stripped away, that all he had left was God, and it was enough. He said this during his solitary confinement. He wrote, I am happy here in this cell where white mushrooms are growing on my sleeping mat because you are here with me, because you want me to live here with you. I have spoken much in my lifetime. Now I speak no more. It's your turn to speak to me, Jesus. I am listening to you. God allows difficulty so that through that physical stuff, he can draw us closer to him. But we don't have to, like, go through hell before turning to him. That Jesus knows exactly where I am at right now in this desert among these wild beasts, and so he comes to be with me. Jesus goes to the desert to be with me in my desert so that he can save me.